drifting not only within the ocean waves, but now sailing through the sands of time as we move into the past experiences of one of our beloved crew members. As time dilates, as sand falls into a sea, the events of the future become folded, warped, becoming nothing but fate waiting to happen. Flying over the ocean, the camera pans, skirting across the icy barrens of Ixia, the cold, desolate seas, and into the horizons of the Carrick's clear waters. Breaking through familiar lavender leaves and twisting into a familiar room with roots dangling from the ceiling and snoozing in a comfy canopy bed formed out of sprawling living wood. These woven furnitures of trees still living is a tiny little silk satyr. And at this moment, I will say, Nanette, you wake up. So we're getting right into it, aren't we? <laughs> Straight into it. Special episode. Right. Kind of stretch a little bit. And look around. As you look around your extremely familiar room, the twisted furniture made out of the same living wood is sprawling across. Your desk littered with studying materials, different books, animals, history. Your classic bow leaned up against the wall next to a training staff that looks well-worn, but not, like, it's being broken in. And an open window letting a cool breeze through. All right. I will get up and, um, what time of day is it? Is it morning? It is a clear blue morning. It's, as you look out the window, it's that type of morning where everything is a little brighter, but still feels warm and cozy. There is fresh morning dew lining that sea of lilac and lavender leaves that sprawl outside of your window. It's breathtaking and all-around gorgeous. All right. I think I'm going to grab my bow and my training staff. As you pick up your bow and your training staff, they are larger than your body right now. They <laughs> they clank against the floor. They're pretty large weapons, but you're still training with them nonetheless. And, um... Actually, I'm not gonna lie. I, I did not, um... have uh, uh, the training staff. 
in my actual inventory. Oh, I can go ahead and give that to you as you tell me what you're going to do. Awesome. Okay. Um, I guess I'll just, um, walk outside, start my day. As you walk outside, or you're walking into or out of your chambers, and you are met mm-hmm. with a narrow hallway, those glass bulbs with the gems illuminating the insides of them, and a hallway with several doors uh, strewn about it, one to your mother and father's room, and one to your big brother's room. Hmm. Is there any anyone around right now? Um as you look around the the hallway, you would see that Galeo seems to be in his room. You hear some noises coming from inside of it. Hmm. Okay. And uh, otherwise, you'd have to venture out a little further to visibly notice things. Unless you're peeking inside Galeo's room. I suppose I could. Just take a little peek. Are you going to be sneaky about this? Or are you just going to take a quick little peek in there? I'll just take a quick little peek. Give me a perception check. Oh, I oh, I am perceiving. My- your eyes are definitely looking. Um, <laughs> as you peer inside of this room, you see that, I guess not unlike before, it's very bright inside of here. Fresh light <clears throat> is spilling in from the window. You see his room is as tidy as ever. His handcrafted bow is displayed sleekly on the desk. A map of the island with several axes drawn in it are is hung over his bed. And the bed is neatly set in the corner of the room. And you see Galeo. And he seems to have just gotten ready. His slim physique is muscular and being held by tight white fabrics. His arms are defined and look strong. His silken satyr fur is lustrous and fluffy and have golden bands wrapped around them. And you see the bands are wide, showing how bulky his lower legs are. And his pink hair is light and fluffy and bounces down to his shoulders. And you see proudly adorned on his head is a horn much like yours. It's a little bit larger and very shiny. And uh, Galeo is going to roll something. 
Or I would say, since you're not sneaking, he notices you. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just imagine her peeking in, going, "Hi, Galileo." <laughs> and Galileo goes, "Ah, oh, hello, Nanette. How are you?" I'm doing good. I just woke up, so I think I'm getting ready to start my day. He grabs his bow and slings it across his shoulder and goes, Well, good timing. I think I'm going to get mine started, too. Awesome. Let's go. And he walks over to the door right beside you. He ruffles your hair and goes, It's good to see you having energy this early. You're going to be doing some great things, Nanette. I can just tell. Yeah, I really hope so. I bet you are, too. I sure hope so. I mean, I really, really hope I do Dad proud, being the chief and all. Oh, I'm sure you will. I mean, they picked you for a reason, right? I suppose so. It's a hard job being, you know, the chief, but I, I really do hope... I can match Dad's legacy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can tell you really want to do it. So, I think you'll do great. He, like, pumps his fist against his chest and he's like, Yeah! Yeah, I can! Say, uh, Nanette, have you figured out anything you want to do in the future? Hmm. Well, I was kind of just thinking about uh letting the waves take me wherever it wants me to go. <laughs> He gives you a nuggie and goes, you're so cute. I really do hope that you can let the waves take you. But don't let them drag you out too far. The seas are dangerous. Yes, so. But I want to find that out for myself. I'm very sure you will. Well, I'm sure you'll be able to fend yourself, fend for yourself. You're a strong one. You're so young and you're brimming with talent. Yeah. I'm going to be so cool. The world won't know what hit it. And it'll hit me and I also won't know. <laughs> oh, you are just a peach. And uh, <laughs> I'd say he pushes you along to walk out into the living room. And as you walk into the living room, you see it's that same comfy arrangement of a large sofa that wraps around this dip, this decline in the living room, surrounding a fireplace. And you see your father sitting on a chair to the side. He is polishing his bow. And as he looks up at you both and he goes, he gives you a nod, just a solid nod, as a good morning. 
Good morning, Papa. He gets a, a slight smile, not to a degree that you could notice, and he goes, Good morning, Nanette. Good morning, Galeo. I suppose you already know what you're going to be doing today. Attending training as usual. Yep. And I'm ready. I think. Alright. You both better not be slacking today. I won't. I've got a lot of energy. Alright. Your mother's going to be watching you as you're doing your training. She's overseeing you all. And, uh, Glea goes, Yes, uh, we know. And we'll do our best, Father. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He nods at you both and continues shining his bow. And before you and Galeo can walk out, he goes, And Galeo, remember to come back before dawn. I have to show you the roots. And Galeo goes, Yes, sir! And you both walk out the front door. Yes, sir. <laughs> I, even though he's dad, I have to show him respect. Yeah, I guess so. It's You'll just, understand. He's a little weird. I guess so. Yeah, calling him. Whoa, what'd you say? Papa? It. it it's not something you can do in front of the others. Huh. But he is my papa. <laughs> well, I'm sure nobody will judge you for saying it. Me, however, I can't do that. And Aww. he picks, as you guys are walking through this brambling forest, he grabs a fruit from a tree that's too high for you to reach, and he tosses it at you. Oh. Oh, thanks. It's good to keep your energy up. We have a lot of training to do. Who knows, we might even spar. Oh, that sounds fun. And he uh, nods with a smile on his face. His eyes are practically sparkling as he's getting his day going. And after a short walk over to the training pavilion, you skip across the brambling woods, the roots inlaid in the path. You jump over those sprawling bushes that cascade around the island. The lavender leaves trickle down from these spiraling treetops and pitter against the ground, some of them landing in your hair even. You also would see a couple of wearier-looking silk satyrs rubbing their foreheads as they are coming back from training, and oh. you hear one of them go, She's rough as always. I know, she really never gives us a break. And they continue on their way, and so do you. And you break through the forest 
and enter into this sprawling clearing with the mountains of Lavanella framing the backdrop as the sun hangs over it. And as the silky grass blows in the wind, you see your mother standing right there. Mama! Hi! Uh, She immediately turns around from watching other people aim at targets, and she crouches on one knee and holds out her hands to you, and she's like, There's my sweet girl. I run over to her. She embraces you in a hug and swings you around, and she's like, Is my little sunshine ready for a strong day of training? Yeah! And she boops you on the nose and goes, That's what I'm excited to hear. I know you're going to make Mama proud with hitting these targets, right? Yeah, I will. And she looks at Galileo and she goes, And is Mr. Grumpy Pants there too uptight to give Mama a hug? I I can't win against you. And he walks over and gives you both a hug. (laughs) And as she pats both of your backs, you feel as this sigil of light appears on your back and she goes, All right, I got you. Now it's time for the first round of training. And she goes, it's time to play some tag. And, uh, Nanette, you would know this is time to sprint. Okay. Um, here's how this game is going to work. I am going to ask you to roll me a acrobatics to evade your mother and Galeo. And acrobatics? Yeah, acrobatics. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, Galeo is also going to be competing, but not as the person who's it. He's being chased as well. And roll me acrobatics. Alright. Okay. And as you both begin to full speed sprint away from your mother, she stands there for a few seconds, letting you guys get further away from her. As she jumps into the air, silhouetted by the sun, and begins to sprint after you, you hear basically nothing from her feet pittering against the ground. And I'm going to roll for this. Ma'am. With disadvantage. I think that's disadvantage for her. Okay. Oh. So that is going to be... As you guys both take off with a blistering speed, cutting through the grass. Nanette, you beeline it one way, and Galeo beelines it the other way. And you both evade your mother as she is hot on your tails. You can actually almost feel the breeze of her trying to grab at your tail as you are sprinting away. (laughs) It's scary. And she goes, all right, I'm going to kick it into high gear. 
and give me another acrobatics check. Oh no! Don't kick it in the high gear! <laughs> oh god, Gleo rolled so poor. No, I rolled the same thing again! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, no. I'm going to roll for this. Alright. And that is going to... You see as she skids across the ground in front of you and she goes, I'm oh. not showing favoritism. And she rushes and beelines towards Galeo. You see she leaps into the air and she grabs him by the chest oh, and pulls him into the dirt and locks him onto the floor like a pro wrestler. Oh my god. <laughs> Whoa. And she goes, and that's for getting cocky. And he goes, I don't, I don't think I was. And then she was goes, he? you see, Galeo was not getting cocky. <laughs> I don't remember that. Save my um, boy. I think she's just trying to convey that he's not trying hard enough. Um, give me another acrobatics check, Nanette. Okay. <laughs> if you, here's what I'm going to say. If you can describe how you are going to try to evade your mother, I will give you advantage on this roll. I mean, that depends. How is she running at me? She Just... is chasing full speed behind you. She okay, maybe... is as graceful as the wind. <laughs> maybe we're kind of like running through trees and stuff, right? Yes. I'd say Nanette is kind of like looping around the trees. Okay, so you're going to, like, you're just looping around the bases of the trees? Yeah, kind of, like, swerving around them. Alright, I will give you advantage on this roll. Um. Awesome. <gasps> and I need it. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, Can I no, tell you something I so funny? Yes? She rolled a natural 20. I'm, I'm gone. I'm out. <laughs> But I'm out of here. She has not been giving it her all this whole time. And she's been rolling at disadvantage. And she got a natural one. Nanette, as oh you my God. What? circle these trees, you hide behind the bark of one of them. Your breathing is like hastening, but you cover your mouth. You see as your mom blows past you, this gale of wind explodes around her oh as the trees begin to shake as leaves pitter around. And you see as she continues onwards into the forest, Nanette, give me one more check with advantage and your mother will roll without disadvantage. Oh my God, I need the advantage again. <laughs> Holy please, shit. Please, please. No! I'm dead. I'm not Nanette, dead, but I'm dead. You see, you let your guard down for a moment. You slouch against the branch. You <sighs> are just huffing there. And suddenly the tree shakes behind you. Huh? You get up, you look around the tree. Nothing. Nothing at all. Your eyes trail upwards as you see leaves fall from the heavens. And you see your mother lunge at you like a tiger. <laughs> and grabs you and rolls through the grass and through the leaves and goes, 
You couldn't outrun me. <laughs> no. And she like peppers your forehead with kisses and she goes, good job. You, I'm so proud of you. You did keep me on edge for a bit. I really thought I lost you there. I did too. I, I couldn't see you for a little bit. And she sticks out her tongue. <laughs> and <sighs> as you are in your mother's arms, she lets go of you and goes, well, that's an A-plus for you. And Galeo is going to need to work a little bit harder with Mama for a bit. Oh, how come? I can tell that he wasn't giving it his all. Oh. That boy really needs to give training a serious thought. think he is. Right? I mean, I'm sure he is. I know that boy would never underestimate his duties, especially with how much he lives up or looks up to his father, but, um, I don't know. When you're trying to become the chief, we can't let you relax like that. You have to be giving it 200% at all times. And I just didn't see it in Galeo. In that moment, at least. Hmm. I see. I know it may seem like we're harsh on him sometimes. And you're right. But, um, it's all we can do. For without the chief, dangerous things can happen. Very dangerous things. Hmm. Dangerous things, huh? Yes, the other tribes of Silk Satyrs. They could attack at any time. Though it's peaceful now, who knows? We'll never know. Oh, that wouldn't be good. Not good at all. And she tussles your hair and picks a leaf out of it before flicking it to the side. <laughs> And I'd say at this point, you see a, a, a dirty and a little bit bruised Galeo walk into oh the forest. Oh my god. He goes, ah, you tackled me so hard, Mom. And she goes, listen, I told you. We're going to do another round of that tag game. And you better give it your all. And Galeo goes, can I just get like a, a second to breathe? And... You see as your mother's eyes sharpen at him. And he goes, okay, yep, all right. We'll do it, we'll do it. Hmm. And as for you, Nanette, you can do a couple of things. I'd say you can do archery practice if you want. Or you can go around exploring. Just make sure to stay in safer areas. Or, and Mama would really love this, you can do some independent study. Hmm. 
Okay. If you do feel like playing tag again, you are welcome, though. Why not? You're going to play tag with uh, Gleo and your mom? Yeah. All right. Having you a grand see, old time. As your mom gets up, she dusts the leaves off of herself. And her eyes immediately sharpen on Gleo first. Uh, so, Nunet, during this game of tag, I am going to allow you to describe how you are running away from now on. This could impact oh. your roles in several ways. Okay. And you see as your mother says, all right, she snaps. You feel a warm sensation on your back and roll me acrobatics checks and oh. describe what you do, Nanette. Um, man, that trace thing was the most creative thing I could think of. Um, <laughs> let's see. You are really agile and you are feeling it, so you can get a little crazy. Can I, can I like jump around the trees or something? Nanette, with one astounding leap into the air, you land on top of one of the branches and you begin a full on run across the branches of the tree. And as you are jumping through them, besides the cacophony of leaves blocking your pathway, you get glimpses of the Carexes sparkling and glimmering in the distance. And you even do get to see uh, one of your favorite spots, the lighthouse. I feel like and then that would probably get a little distracted. <laughs> you get distracted, but you are currently still evading your mom pretty well. Mm -hmm. And you see as your mom, with another gale-like wind, begins to rush into your brother. But he dodges to the side, rolling through the dirt clumsily. But he goes, all right, all right. Oh, I'll pick myself go, go. up. And roll me another acrobatics check and tell me what you do. I don't know. I don't know how close or far I am, so I don't know if he would hear me cheering for him. <laughs> um, I'd say you you can stay in the vicinity if you want to kind of spectate Galeo. Oh my god! <laughs> what is? <laughs> Hi guys. <laughs> Um, yeah, Nanette, you continue to stealthily jump through these trees. The only sound you're making is your hooves against the branches. And you do see as Galeo gets checked by your mother. He gets no! grabbed. You see, she grabs him by the back of the neck, pulls him down to the ground, pulling his elbow to his back and pushing him into the dirt. Oh, ouch. And you do hear him go, ow. 
Mom, Mom, I, I have a mission later with Father. And you hear your mother go. And that doesn't mean you can slack with your training. This isn't a game. It's a game for your sister, but it's not a game for you. And Galeo kind of shrinks under her grasp. And you are in the treetops watching as that unfolds. I feel like Nanette's ears would droop a little and she would just feel sad. You do like, feel Like, that's not fair on brother. him. You do feel for your brother in this moment as he is just being scolded. Um, and as he is laying against the floor, he just kind of shrivels a little bit, hugging his knees in the dirt. Um, and he, you see as your mother gets off of him and she looks immediately up and at you. Okay. (laughs) And she goes, ah, someone's watching. And she begins to Uh, try to chase you again. No. (laughs) Give me an acrobatics check, you little scamp. Oof. Oh, shoot. Oh. oh, I rolled for Galeo on accident. Oops. Well. Well, I don't what think are this you is doing? going well. Um, oh, are, you're uh, continuing above the trees? Yeah. I, I might as well. I'm already here. That's not going to give you advantage this time. You see as your mother yeah, fair enough. <laughs> runs across <laughs> the spiral barks of the trees and leaps into the air She grabs onto one of the branches, spins herself around like an acrobat before launching herself at you like a missile. And she tackles you. Oh my god. You don't feel the heavy impact. And she gently pulls you to the floor. Aww. And she goes, And just as your brother. You were caught a little too quick. Though I have to say, I didn't even see you above the treetops. And she pokes your nose again. I was having fun in there. And you were being extremely agile. I'm so proud. (laughs) At my age, I... She uh, she just hugs you and she goes, at my age, I couldn't even imagine moving like that. Ah. I bet your father is going to be so proud of you when he hears what you did. I hope so. And uh, Nanette, your mother lets you down and she goes, all right, Galeo. We're going to do another round of training. This time you're going to be practicing your archery. And, uh, Nanette, what do you choose to do? Hmm. I think I'm just going to go exploring around the island. But before she leaves, um, if she can, uh, she's going to give a little wave to Galeo. As you 
turned to wave at Galeo. You see his eyes are a little bit duller, a little bit more defeated. Um, but as soon as you look at him, he acts like nothing happened. His shoulders oh, broaden out. Oh. There's a sparkle in his eyes and he goes, Bye, Nanette. Have fun. Okay? Bye, Galeo. And as he turns his back, you see as his frame shrinks again and oh. he goes, <sighs> and uh, Nanette, what are you doing? Um, are there any, like, notable places that I could walk to? Um, besides the central town with those familiar and very homely shops that are set up, um, you see that you have your secluded little beach with your lighthouse. You see the training uh, pavilion has a little bit more areas. You see that there is a cliffside that is the tallest peak of Lavanella. And other than that, it would be just your home. Oh, all right. Um, I think I'll go to the cliffside. Have a little uh, look see. This is going to be quite the climb. Uh, so, as you... It's I don't near know if this is really safe, but... <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's near the training pavilion, so you'll get your start there. Um, okay. As you begin to climb the rocky outcrops, you as you... After even a little bit, the it's an easy climb at first. You break through the treetops... And you get a cascading horizon of just beauty and vibrance. You see the other islands of this archipelago are strewn out. You see the various tree colors. You see the various barks. You see different structures in the distance that you have yet to explore. You see the just boundlessness of the world from this small climb already her eyes are already like sparkling right now and as you reach the peak of this small hill the terrain gets a little bit more treacherous not too dangerous but it's still going to be a hard climb would you give me an athletics check Great. The thing I'm not good at. (laughs) (laughs) I I will say, if you can describe it in an acrobatic way, Uh, you can roll me an acrobatics check. Nope. Um. (laughs) Do do you want to try the the describing an acrobatics check, or do you want to just take this out? This is a... This isn't even a... It's a natural one, but... <laughs> My stats made zero. it even worse. <laughs> it's a fucking zero on the athletics check. <laughs> um, uh, how would I? How, how... You see, I'll describe how could one the creatively climb this. 
I'll describe the rocky outcropping if you can figure out a way. You see that there is a bunch of crags forming in this rock. It's kind of a sudden slope upwards from what you've been climbing on. You Mm -hmm. see that there are loose rocks and these large tendril-like roots that are piercing through and even dipping down into the lower areas. You see that there are little flags, like these little tiny climbing flags that are poked into certain softer parts of the soil. Hmm. Um. I guess, could I maybe use the... Well, I guess that's just how you would climb it in general. I don't know. Uh, use, like, the, the roots to pick myself up? That would still be an athletic check. Yeah, I... <laughs> that is more reliant on strength oh, than your dexterity. Maybe, um, would if I, like, wanted to jump from, like, rock to rock? I love that. So, yes, give me an acrobatics awesome. check. Ooh. So much better. Infinitely better. You yeah. with, with a zero, I would have just said you slip down the mountain and fall into the ocean. Um Oh my god. <laughs> uh but with a 16, you find a sort of rocky outcropping that mirrors itself in several places. So there's like one rock that's lower than another on the other side, and then it progressively gets higher. You find your footing, and you begin to leap and bound across the entirety of this section of the cliff. And as you climb atop it, with relative ease, you find your footing back on grass again for a short forest walk. You see the... The sun is still at the daylight position. However, time is certainly drifting further on, and you can tell that a chunk of time is going to be taken from this climb. Mm-hmm. And... Um, as you continue through this forest, staring at the ocean as you go, you are met with a sizable dip downwards like a crevice carved and cleaved into the mountain and you hear a sniffling cry from the depths of it oh um can i can i look in give me a perception or what's your passive perception Um, um uh 12 12 uh you're actively looking, so I will say give me a perception check. Okay. I'm a curious little O. Um, as, I don't think I'm seeing. <laughs> as you try to look closer, you can see a vague silhouette of something down there. It looks injured from its basic silhouetted body shape. But if you would want to know what it was, you'd have to get closer. Okay, I'm gonna try to get closer, but as I'm doing so, I 
kind of try to call out like, Hey, are you okay? You just hear sniffling and the cries of what starts to sound a little bit more like an afraid animal. Huh. And as you begin to crawl downwards, um, you, this is kind of a dangerous climb. Uh, so I'm going to, if you don't have any ideas on how you want to get down here, give me an athletic check. Can, can you describe the, like, what it looks like, I guess? It's a downward crevice carved deep into the flooring. Just straight downward? It's, you, it's, like, naturally formed, and there are, like, little outcroppings of rocks, but you are unsure if they are stable or not. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, no, I don't think, um, uh, I guess I'll just roll athletics. <laughs> All right. I'm not entirely sure how to do this. It's not the deepest okay. crevice, so it, it's, it's okay. Ooh, okay, not bad. Uh, you managed to climb downwards relatively easy. You feel you get a little scrape on your knee, but it's nothing too hurtful. And as you drop into the ravine, taking your time, of course, uh, you would see as these the orangey rays of the dawn begin to flood into the ravine. You see a small, wounded, rabbit-like creature with Aww. a glowing horn atop of its head and a moon marking on its back. And its leg is bleeding as it lays there crying in pain. And even as you try to get close to it, it looks like it's getting scared. Uh, no, 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 it's, it's okay, I... I'm not gonna hurt you. It squeaks like it's terrified, but it is rendered useless from moving away. Can I try to, like, very slowly and, like, not abrasively approach it? Give me an animal handling check. Okay, animal handling, okay. Oh. As you calmly walk towards it, trying to just get it to calm down, it still looks scared, but the scared nature of it is pushed to the backside as its pain is overwhelming it. I kind of... Oh, I was just about to say, you see the- there's a small pool of blood around its leg. Oh my goodness. I kind of, um, get down towards it, and I will try to take a closer look at 
its injury? Um, for this, I'll just have you roll an investigation instead of a medicine check. Okay. Not having spells makes this hard. <laughs> oh my... Well, I you... guess I'm no expert. Yeah, you are definitely not. You stare at its leg, you see it's a pretty sizable wound. As if it was injured by falling down into this ravine in the first place. Oh no. Hmm. It's horn glimmering in the darkness as it yelps in pain. Hmm. This is kind of very specific. But I feel like the most advice I may get about this is from, like, my family or something. So maybe could I try to remember something about, like, treating an injury or something like that? As you try to remember, give me a intelligence check just to see if you can piece together a memory from not too long ago, but you are fascinated in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You remember your mother beginning to teach you the very basics of healing spells, which you have not entirely gotten the grasp of, but you can try. Okay, I'm gonna try... I know you don't have any spell slots, so I will say, give me an arcana check with okay. advantage. I'm gonna need it. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. Um, why? As you reach out towards it, trying to funnel unstable arcana into it, trying to mend the wounds of this poor creature, your compassion getting in the way of your focus. Then you feel a spark. You feel a ton of sparks welling up from within you. You feel sparkles cascading around your chest and into your hands as an abundant arcana overflows within you. And as it meets this rabbit, you hear. As suddenly, as your arcana bubbles out of you at a force you cannot contain. Oh my god. You have a wild magic surge. Uh oh. And, Nanette, as you have this wild magic surge, white light envelops the entirety of your surroundings. Everything is engulfed in light. And, as you're standing in this white void, you see the rabbit looks at you, and it nods like it's trying to get you to come closer. Um, uh, okay. 
you creep up to it. You... As you get closer, the rabbit touches its horn to yours. And you see as a brilliant white light explodes once more in front of you. As your horn gets a little bit longer and you black out. Oh. Hello? <laughs> and Uh-oh. As time That's not good. <laughs> marches onwards and onwards and onwards. Oh no, that's going to be scary. <laughs> oh no. Nanette, you awaken and it is right it's getting a little dark it's nighttime you're not supposed uh. to be here uh oh huh what what happened Ugh. and I kind of sit up you see as the rabbit is gone you see as your horn is faintly glowing you can just See the light emanating from above your forehead. Huh. Maybe it did work. Uh, oh. I gotta get out of here. And as you pick yourself up, finally focusing, your vision is blurry. Everything around you is blurry. And uh. you look to your left. You're right. You're in a large crater. Huh? You are in a large crater. On top of the mountain. Oh. It. So it. Is it. it it's different? Or. Everything looks the same, but instead of being in a tight crevice with a bleeding animal. You are in a giant crater. I didn't do that, did I? Oh no. <laughs> um. Uh, uh. I don't remember that. Um. Can I just try to climb out? Um. Yes, give me an athletics check, as this crater is almost unnaturally round. <laughs> hmm. That's crazy. Oh, wow, that's surprisingly good. You manage to climb out, pulling your body over the crater. Your body feels light and warm and fuzzy. Wait, okay, if I... If I look down, do I see anything different? Like, look, look down, down at my at hands. Your, you look at down at your hooves. hands and your hooves, and everything is just as you left it. You are still <laughs> a young child, and the only difference right now is a faint glow that is slowly fading over time. Like the horn? Your horn is faintly glowing. Can I just like tap it? 
to see if it like does anything. You tap it and you feel this warm and delicate arcana, a gentle blue. Huh? It just sprinkles out over you. That's weird. I should probably get going. As you shake it off, um, you're going to just proceed back down the way you came? Yeah. I'll say since you did it once, you could do it again. And you hop down the mountain casually, just reaching the bottom level. And as you reach the training pavilion, you see, usually, even during the dead of night, people are here in training. But all of the torches that were set up are completely outed, and there is not a soul within this area. Ah. Huh? That's... Weird. I feel like that might be a little... A little... Scary. It... Is for sure frightening. Because... The forest isn't even making a sound. Um... Hello? You call it hello. And... You do not get any response as your voice echoes through the forest. Um. Maybe everyone went back home. And I'm just. I'm gonna try to head back to my home. You walk down the paths, and as you're walking, you are getting glimpses of things like white lights that are almost a little fuzzy but there's a picture within these lights what you can see vague silhouettes within the light but I can't can't make anything out of it you can try to roll an investigation check over it, okay. but I would say that's it. Alright. Let's see. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm not seeing anything. You see glimpses of a silhouette taller, a little bit broader. You see silhouettes of a shorter looking person with a strange facial structure. And huh. You see the vague silhouette of a setting, a place that you couldn't even begin to imagine right now. What? What is going on? I wonder where that rabbit went. Oh well. 
As long as I helped it walk again. As you walk through the forest slowly and meekly, as your body feels really weak right now, you see, as your horn stops glowing, as the shadow hits it, but as pinholes of moonlight pour through it, you see as it begins to activate before dimming again, and activating and dimming, and activating, and dimming, before it dims altogether. I wonder why it's doing that. It's never done that before. You would recall that not a single sayer ever has experienced a glowing horn before. Except maybe once. But to recall that, it's going to be a history check. Okay. I will try my best because I'm very curious. As you're confused and stumbling. Okay. You can't make it out correctly. You think and you think. And as you're racking your brain... You can't correctly hear what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. You hear sparse words coming into your recollection. You hear moonlit. You hear legendary. And you hear sorcerer. And huh. your brain is just fuzzy from all of this. Mm. Aww. Well, um... I guess I'll just keep walking. (laughs) You continue stumbling through the bramble... And you see as warm lights begin to peek through the forest. Oh. And as you continue onwards, you see a bunch of warm lights. Then, as you break into the clearing that is usually the town center, you see a bunch of cots lining the roads. You see a bunch of people laying on those cots. And you see some silk satyrs are tending to said people on those cots. What? You see Um. a bunch of people on cots. Uh, uh, This, I'm assuming this isn't a normal site? Absolutely not. Okay, well, now I'm a little more concerned and scared. Um, As, where are you going? As you see this crowd. I guess I kind of run up to someone who is not 
being tended to. And, um... Hey, what happened? Oh, uh... The, you're the chief's daughter. Oh, it's good to see you. Uh, yeah. Uh, why... Why are people injured? A... Blinding white light exploded on the mountain suddenly as the chief was leading the expedition team. A ton of people were injured. Uh, a white light. Oh, I remember seeing a white light. Well, it's good that you saw it and you didn't get injured. So many people were hurt. God, really? some even died. Uh, huh? As you look around, you do see that there are blankets draped over some of these bodies. Well, I... I was just helping out a rabbit because it hurt its leg. And then all of a sudden I saw this light. I was like surrounded by it. He kneels down to you, and he goes, I think you should really go see your father before explaining this to me, or your mother, or... I think you should just really see them. They must be worried sick about you. They thought you were dead, Nanette. Uh, oh, you're probably right. Okay, bye! And <laughs> she as you, skedaddles away. As you run off, you do see that your parents are standing around one cot. Standing around a silhouette who's setting up on one of these cots. Hi! Ah! I'm alive! I'm... I'm... Alive! You see your mother sobbing her eyes out as she goes, Oh! Oh! Nanette! Nanette! And she rushes over and picks you up and squeezes you. Oh my god. Oh my god, my sweet baby. I thought you... I couldn't find you. I thought you died. Well, there was this... Well, I was going up the mountain, and then there was this hole. And then I went down, and then there was this rabbit, and then I tried to help it. And then there was this white light, and, and then, uh... Uh, what else happened after that? I remember getting really close to the rabbit, and then... I... I woke up! And now I'm here! And I'm scared! Oh, baby. I'm sure that explosion must have rattled you. It... It was so dangerous, I'm glad you're okay. And you see as your father looks back at you, and he just... He hugs you and your mother at the same time, and he goes, I'm glad you both weren't lost. And, Nanette, as you look over your parents' shoulders, you see Galeo on the cot. Oh, you see Galeo. blood rushing from his head. You see... A missing horn. Uh, Galeo, you're 
and he grips and the blanket and he goes I'm fine it was just a landslide I had to save people I'm fine everyone's fine I tried my best I tried to save everyone well I, I, I'm sure you did good he looks at you his eyes are completely shadowed with darkness. They are like inky black now. Hello. He holds his head as he collapses onto the cot and he goes, huh? It was all for nothing. It was all for fucking nothing. What, what do you mean? I mean, you were doing a good thing right and and you're okay kind of yeah i'm okay kind of but nanette you know the damnedest thing about this and you see as he says this your mother and father look away uh, what i can't become the chief anymore this my dreams fucking dead i might as well be dead wait what why your father steps in and he goes without one's horn a silk satyr is not allowed to lead the tribe oh in uh that means and he looks at you, dead in the eyes. It's your time to lead the tribe, Nanette. Uh, huh? Wait, that's... that's not fair. Why does the horn even mean anything? The horn is the symbol of our power. We draw our magic from it. We draw our life from it. We draw our sense of courage from it. For eons and eons, our horn is the symbolism of our leadership and courage. And frankly, Galeo doesn't have it anymore. And that means the next in line is you, Nanette. But... But... I... Nanette. Training begins in a couple of days. Be ready for its harrowing. And he looks at you, and your father's eyes have never been colder. I think Nanette's like kind of on the verge of tears. As Everything you, is just so overwhelming. As. It gets blurry with tears. Your mother, her gaze doesn't look as soft as it did. And you almost feel a flash of you've seen this look before. Not towards you, but towards Galileo. It's not fair. I know it's not fair, honey. 
but that's the way of the Silk Saders. And that's the way of our world. Uh, are you sure? I mean, I know Kalea was going to do really good. I mean, he was really excited for it. Her eyes sharpen, and she grabs you by the shoulders, and she goes, uh, Nanette, there is uh, no weaseling your way out of this one. Me and your father talked about it. If you were alive, it's you or it's some random person. That means it's you. Because you're strong. And I've seen it. She cups your face. You're a natural-born You're a, a natural-born champion. A genius. You are on another level from Galileo. And it's time to step up. You go get some rest. And just as your father said, training starts soon. And as you walk away, you see as Gleo is gripping his hands so hard that blood is spilling from his fist. And you hear him go, If I can't be the chief... I'm not going to die in this place. A nobody. Call the Navy. And he grips into the bedding, the cot, and you hear a crack from behind you as you walk in. Huh? And you walk into the house, and everything feels a whole lot dimmer, a whole lot colder. Uh, I feel like Nanette would just be very outy. Nanette, as you pout, the surroundings, your home is the same, but it doesn't feel the same. It's not filled with love and encouragement. It's not filled with dreams, and you can feel this. It doesn't feel like home anymore. I... I'm just going to walk or maybe rather stomp over to my room you stomp over to your room your feet pounding across the wood then the stone then into your delicate room and 
you see your bed is the same. Everything is just how you left it. But it all feels so, so empty. Nanette just gets onto her bed and curls up and cries. As you sob and sob, these sounds of the wilderness are consuming you. You are just surrounded by a wall of fog and tears and nothingness. And you, after a short while, hear the room next to yours, Galeo's room. Open. You hear hefty stomps. Then you hear a crack. Oh. And then you hear him go, God damn it! And is there anything else you would like to do tonight? Man. What else is there to do? It's up to you if you have nothing you want to do. You fall asleep. Alright. As you fall asleep, fading into a dream, you dream of adventure, you dream of play, you dream of a wide open ocean that is yours for the taking. But... As you walk through this dream, things start to feel claustrophobic. You see, as out from the sea, large iron bars. All around you. And they close you in. And it shrinks, and it shrinks, until you are no longer able to stand. And you are curled up in a little ball, on an iron cage. And, as a few days pass, the morning comes. Another morning comes. And you, who has not gotten out of bed in so long, hear a knock at the door. Oh, God. Nanette just lays there. You hear another knock at the door. Then you hear another knock at the door. 
Fine. You hear another knock at the door. Okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm getting it. As you sludge out of bed, right before you can go open to the door, you hear another knock at the door. Ah, come on. <laughs> Okay, and okay. I'm going to open the door. As you crack open the door, you see a young boy around the same height as you. What? And you see silken white hair that curls into feather-like edges towards the bottom. And he goes, Hi! Uh, hi? Hello. Uh, 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 who are you? Oh, my name's Delir Stedsey. Uh, oh, uh, hi, Delir. I'm Nanette Silkenthorn. What are you doing here? Oh, um, well, your brother wants to join the Navy, and so we came to pick him up, and... Uh, we're gonna give him training, and then my mom, who is busy with your parents right now, showing them what training is gonna be like, said that there was gonna be a little girl my age around here, and so I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna go find her, and then so I ran around the whole island, and now I found you. You ran around the whole island? Yeah. Oh. Like twice. Twice? Yeah, I got kicked out of a lot of houses. <laughs> um. Did you know it was a rule that you can't just walk into people's houses? So weird. Oh, oh yeah. I had to learn that the hard way. And he holds out a hand to you and he's like, so, I'm gonna take you around the island because your mom said that you were very sad and I'm gonna make you happy now. Uh, 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 oh, okay. And Nanette grabs onto his hand. And almost like a rocket, you are flung out of the doorway as you okay. both <laughs> rush out of your house. And he goes, So, what do you want? What do you want to be when you're growing up? Um, well, I wanted to, uh, explore the seas, you know, letting the water take me wherever, but I can't do that anymore, so that's kind of why I'm sad. He comes to a screeching halt, skidding across the dirt. You can't what? Explore the sea. Why? Um... Well, because something happened a couple of days ago, and, well, my brother lost his horn, and now he can't be the leader of the Silk Satyrs anymore, so now I have to do it. Because I still have my horn, I guess. Oh, that's really lame. Yeah, it is. Well, you know what you could do? What? Not listen to that. I mean, I guess, but I, I don't know. I've always listened to my parents. 
Well, sometimes parents do know best. And I know that because my mom's really smart and cool. But also sometimes you just have to live for yourself and try things and then you fail at them and then you get better. And then he's like, so now you got to watch this. We're going to do some things my mom told us not to do. Uh, like what? He pulls you by the hand, running towards the forest. Okay. <laughs> and as you both run through the forest, you uh, you feel as if you're being weighed down by Delir. As he is just <laughs> clumsily running at the bushes and running through them, breaking through them. Ow! Yeah, he is, he's like covered in scrapes and bruises. And you are like jumping but being held by him at the same time. <laughs> and he goes, wow, you're quick. Yeah, I... I did a lot of training, so... Now I'm really good at being fast. Wow, you'd make a great marine. I guess. I've never really thought about it before. Hey, hey, I got an idea. What? How about, how about, instead of taking your brother, we take you. Huh? Listen, you have the heart, you want to explore the world, and you're fast. And all you need is fast. Well, that's true, but then what is he going to do? Um, also join the Marines. But you just said... Okay. We'll just take both of you. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I guess as long as I just get to explore. But if I'm not the leader, then bad things are gonna happen. I, I guess. He, he holds out his hand and he flicks it downwards and he goes, Psh, No one's gonna care about that. Some stranger can do it. I, I guess you're right. And as Delir comes to another skidding halt, almost having the force of his run stop and carry into you, you bump into him and you skid oh. across the beach with him. Oh. Let's go climb that. Uh, what? Let's go climb that. Um. Oh, okay. And he points up at the decrepit uh, lighthouse. And as he rushes up to the door, you follow him? Yeah. Um, he pulls you in and it's, as you left it, very enchanting, very homely. You tend to this place in your free time. It's your spot. And he goes, wow, this is cool. Have you ever been to the top? Oh, yeah, I have. It's really nice. I like looking out at the sea. Well, now you're gonna look at the sea and me. And he is going to try to scale 
the uh, the staircase that's broken. And you see immediately as Delir goes to start, he jumps on one plank and then immediately falls on his face. Oh. Um. You okay? <laughs> and then he picks himself up. He spits out a bunch of moss. Well... Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm not as good as jumping as I thought I was. <laughs> um, it's all right. So how did how did you get up there? Do you have like a secret ladder or something? Uh, no. I just go up the stairs. What? It's, see, look, and I'm gonna try to do it. <laughs> Um, Internet, you've done this countless times, and you've done it repetitively instead of sparsely this time. You do it with ease. Like that. What? That was awesome. You gotta show me how you do that. Uh, well, you just jump from that step, and then you go to that one. All right, all right, let me one? try. Let me try, let me try, let me try. He gets on one step, he falls onto the floor again. Oh. Uh, can I try to help him? Um, You want to try to help him jump up? Yeah. Okay, you can give him advantage. He, he stands up, he spits out moss again, and he goes, That's a lot of moss. And I will roll with advantage with your help as you try to lead him up. And you do help him. You have to try to force him to be slower because he's going too fast and he keeps just (laughs) almost falling through. But as you both scale this rickety, old, and worn down lighthouse, you reach the top. You break through the bushel of the branches that are in this lighthouse. And as you open the hatch to the top, you are met with a staggeringly beautiful view. Almost like the ones that you had been dreaming about in your cage-like nightmare. Ah, there we go. Hmm. I missed this place. It's so cool. It's like, it's like a hideout. Exactly. That's kind of what I use it for sometimes. That's awesome. I'm going to name this place Marine Base 27. 27? Yeah. Uh, well... Okay. I don't see why not. There's actually no marine bases other than this one. I just think it's cool. Oh. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. 27 is a cool number. It's a number that reads power. 
as this clumsy boy who barged his way into your life sits on one of these bars, he goes, So, Nanette, was that, did I get that right? Yeah, that's right. You want to be my first friend? Your first friend? And he nods very quickly. I don't make many friends since I'm with my mom in the Marines. Oh. Well, okay. I want to be your first friend. And he holds your hands within his, the bottom hand cupping yours with his top hand. And he goes, We're going to have such good memories since we're going to be here for a whole two weeks. And he raises his hands in the air, almost two falling off the weeks. lighthouse. Oh my. Two whole oh. weeks? Yeah. Wow. We could do so much stuff. I definitely want to try learning from you, since you seem pretty cool and skilled, and I can't jump as well as you, which is really cool. Well, sure. I mean, I've never really taught people how to do things before, but I guess I could try. I'm sure you'll be great. And as uh, Delir kind of leans back on this metal railing, you hear a voice call from the shoreline. Delir, Stedsey, what did I tell you about climbing things like that? And he goes, oh, oh mom. Oh. <laughs> and as you look at Delir's mom, you see a quite frankly gorgeous woman with wow. long white hair that fans out looking like two angel wings to her side. You see she's wearing a black coat with red inlay on the inside and gold trimming as two large ropes come from the sides of the jacket downwards. And her eyes are this brilliant and bright blue that look like they carry the entirety of the seas within them. And... You would also notice something that's quite alluring, something that you don't see very often. A sapphire necklace dangling from her neck, looking like a teardrop. Wow, she's so cool. I know, she's one of the strongest marines to ever marine. Wow, that's awesome. Delir, if you don't come down from there, I'm going to come up there myself. Uh-oh. Oh, that doesn't sound good. Yeah, we don't want to get on our bad side. Let's go. Uh, okay. <laughs> and just as quickly as you guys uh, crawled up, Delir stumbles his way back down, um, getting bumps and scrapes on his knees and his elbows. As he scrambles to go see his mom. And as you see Delir run up and hug his mom. And her swing him in her arms. That's where we will end the session. Oh.
my god. Hello everyone, and thank you for listening to this special episode of Cerulean Roll. I know it's a bit different, but we could not record a normal episode this week, but I figured this was better than nothing at all. And I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you rated a five stars on every platform you can. And thank you. Thank you for listening. I am so tired.